Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Human Octane. If you're the kind of person who pushes the limit, then you've got to check out Human Octane Apparel. Training and racing apparel designed by OCR athletes, and these guys just get it. Everything they make drives lightning fast, has zippered pockets, is abrasion resistant in high contact areas without bulky padding. I've gotten to know these guys, and trust me, they're going to out-innovate the competition when it comes to OCR gear. Check them out at humanoctane.com. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, I am with Alyssa Howley. We've been kind of missing each other for a bit, and I'm very glad to have an opportunity to finally get her on the line. And we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming races, races she's just uh, accomplished and done so well at, and the fact that she is pitching fear into the hearts of her competitors. Say hello to everybody, (laughs) Alyssa. Yeah, hey, how's it going? I'm glad I finally got to get on this podcast. I've been listening to it for so long now, so honor thank you well appreciate that yeah well we've we've talked about getting together and doing a little bit of work and so far that hasn't happened no i yeah it it will happen in the future for this is the first step and then we'll take it from there (laughs) well let's talk about that a little bit before we get into this other stuff i spoke to uh i spoke to a a fellow that contacted me about you a while back i guess that kind of got things going and we chatted a little bit about getting you out here or me coming out to see you guys. And, uh, you know, I kind of flattened out and you know, we all got onto our lives. And then we talked about doing it again. The last and only time that I physically see you race was at Temecula where you, you took out, uh, Rose Wetzel at the very, very last minute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm actually looking at that picture right now. That's so funny. That's, yeah, that seems like so long ago now. It's crazy. Yeah, you caught her completely by surprise. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been my strategy, you know, like <laughs> taking people out at the very last second when they think they got it, so. Wow. They got to look over their shoulder, right? Oh, pretty much, yeah. I'm coming. As I told you earlier, I just uh, did an interview with Nicole Miracle, and the thing that she's got going on is she's really fast. Oh, yeah. The girl She's can so run. Sweet. She came out the gate at Seattle, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> the finish line maybe. Like She was so speedy. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, well, that's her thing. She told me, she said, uh, she likes to go out hard and fast right up the gate and then hope for the best. Right. And yeah. what she told me about you was that she was taken back by how strong you were. Yeah, I think that's one thing I've kind of had going for me this whole time, really, is I can – you know, try to hang with the running, but you know, it kind of just shows, goes to show you how like much the obstacles really need in this sport too. Well, it was interesting. The thing that seemed to be the big deal for you, aside from the fact that you're strong, 
is that somewhere along the way you learned how to run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like, well, it kind of started last year. Um, I was mainly just going to, like, a CrossFit gym. That's what I really like to do. I like to lift and, you know, be strong and things like that. And then I got seventh at the first two uh, NBC races last year, and I was just like, what is going on? Like, why am I not, you know, being able to compete with these girls? Like, I felt like I was really fit, and then it kind of, you know, me and my dad talked about it a lot, and we're like, you know, it's the running. Like, they all have these running backgrounds, and, you know, they're proficient in their speed and their long runs and things like that. So we're like, all right, time to drop the weights, and let's just hit the running. So that's kind of been my um, game plan from from that point on. So. Talk to me about that. What kind of running are you doing? Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of, like, now that it's getting nice out again, I'm doing a lot of trail running, um, just pretty much in the trails, like, all day. And I'll work in, like, heavy carries and things like that. But I'm really only lifting, like, one day a week right now for, like, upper body and then doing some rock climbing and stuff. But, yeah, other than that, it's just, like, I have a loop that I do, like, every morning in my house. And then um, I'll mix in maybe a track workout, um, definitely some a lot of hill work and just like heavy carries up the mountains and um, things like that. So, well, it seems to be working. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'm trying to keep rolling with it and you know just kind of learning as I go, really, just because you know all these other girls have their like I said like their track and cross country backgrounds, so they kind of know how to periodize and things. And I'm just kind of like, well. I feel like running this today, or I feel like I'm, you know, not strong here, and just kind of trying to learn as I go. So, well, it's interesting that you brought that up—the concept of periodization. And mm-hmm. I've been around this business for a long time. And when I say this business, I'm not talking about OCR. I'm talking about endurance. And mm-hmm. the whole idea of arranging work over time—that seems to go out the window with OCR. I got to tell you. For sure. I mean, I I would love, I like hearing your perspective on that as well, because like, I feel like a lot of people are still trying to figure out how exactly to train for this sport. (laughs) Well, I know. And believe me when I tell you, and I'm not ashamed to say it, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out too. I have athletes I work with all over the world, and a lot of them I'll never meet. Some of them I've had a chance to get together with, at least for a little bit. And to me, it's very important because once we kind of break bread and we get a chance to physically work, then I get to know who they are and what we need to work on. And through the diagnostics, I get a chance to see specifically what they're capable of and where the weaknesses are and all of that. And through the gate evaluation, that helps me a lot as well. But I have not yet figured out how to organize work over time for these athletes effectively when I get a call on Thursday and say, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I'm racing on Friday and Saturday. You know? <laughs> yep. And so yeah, it's gonna... the, the first thing I do is I want to log into their training day off on Monday. So we get day off on Monday. We kind of want to tiptoe back into the work on Tuesday. We get some work done on Wednesday, Thursday. Hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I'm racing on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's really kind of tough to to arrange work over time in a progressive fashion. Right. And then you have all these event producers. Their interest is to get you to show up. And they really don't care whether you're organizing your work or not. They just want you to show up and compete, right? Right. So what they're going to do is if they really want a lot of people to come, they're going to put some money on it. And because you want to pay the bills – you want to show up and try to earn some money. 
So you might have a sprint today, a beast tomorrow, a tough mutter the following week, then another sprint to do or a stadium race. It's just hard as hell to try to organize work when this randomness of sport is such an apparent situation, right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, there'll be things for me, like, I'll have my races, kind of like the ones I want to do throughout the year, like my A races and stuff. And then, like, I'll be on, like, Facebook and they'll be like, oh, there's this trail run, like, not too far from you this weekend. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go do it. Like, it's close. You know, I got to go. So it's just kind of like one of those things where, yeah, like, you're just all of a sudden racing, like, every weekend just because things come up and you want to go do them. So it's hard. Yeah, I get it. And and I run into it all the time. Give you another example. I got Hunter and... So Hunter and I will get together and talk about plans and what races we want to focus on and what we're going to do. And then, sure enough, I get the call. Hey, by the way, they want me to do this Broken Skull Ranch extreme blah, blah, blah. And I said, so you're going to get into a fist fight with guys that are, you know, in and around your size or bigger that are mean as hell. And you've got the world championships around the corner. Yeah. I said, don't do it. Uh, really? I don't know, man. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm in pretty good shape. No, don't do it. Yeah, but man, I'm in, 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 in. So I finally, I win the conversation and he says, okay, I won't do it. And then sure enough, he does it. Right. Oh yeah. I, and I feel like Hunter's like a different breed in that aspect. Sometimes he's just kind of got a, he's just a free spirit. I feel like, and I can totally relate to that. So, and I feel like a lot of people in the sport are too. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, we're so just want to do it all, I guess, you know? No, I know, but I, I honestly, I, I, I sound like I'm, I'm getting therapy right now because it's like, uh, I, for me, it's like herding cats, you know. I'm, I'm trying to get these wild and crazy cats to follow a particular line, and and it's just not easy. It's not easy. And uh, sure enough, I'll get, I'll get somebody to say, hey, by the way, been doing this OCR thing for a while, and you know, I'm kind of feeling like I want to run the New York Marathon, so I want to focus on that. I'm like, all right. You mean we're going to actually prepare for an event? You mean you're, you're going to give me like five months to prepare for an event? How cool is that? And then I get the call. Then I get the call right after that. Hey, by the way, uh, there's this ultra that I want to do next week. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> God, that, I can imagine that must be hard as a coach for yeah, just trying to, I don't know, get like a, like you said, periodization and stuff. And that's kind of like why it's worked for me, I guess, so far to be like training on my own is just because I'm like, okay, well, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do this weekend. And like kind of just being able to play it by ear. And I know, like I said, it's going to be a learning process, though, like based on periodization and things like that. So we'll see. <laughs> well, as we get into the sport, as the sport evolves, these events are going to become more and more important. And what you do leading into yeah. these events it's going to start to matter and you're going to have to let go of some of the random nature because these events become really important. So I, I see on the horizon and it's already kind of tiptoeing into the the forefront in a race, you're going to win a hundred thousand bucks, right? Right. And in five years from now, when somebody is listening to the archive of my podcast and they hear me say this, then they're going to chuckle because there's $500,000 on a race or even a million dollars on a race. It's going to change the complexion of the sport because that free spirit's going to go out the window. You're going to feel like, okay, this is bread and butter. It's a big deal. I'm a free spirit, but I also like to have that million bucks. 
But yeah, well, I feel like too, it's just such a new sport. And like, you, like we were talking about, you know, we're still trying to figure out how to train for it. And I feel like people kind of get, you know, settled down and reeled in a little bit to where we can be like, okay, so this is actually a big deal. This is here to stay. And like, this is kind of how we're going to train for it. And I think it'll just kind of settle down like other sports. But yeah, it's just so new still that everyone's just kind of like, all like excited little puppies about it. So <laughs> Right. Well, again, the the nature of it is that there's these competing factions that are trying to put on a good show. And they're not really concerned, quite frankly, about the elites because they want to draw lots and lots of people to these events so they're successful. Uh, a good example of that is the fact that Battle Frog is gone. Tough Mudder has survived, and now Tough Mudder has been making some really interesting moves. And I think that that's going to be, quite frankly, I think that's going to be the event producers that are going to start to really make some headway in the sport. Hmm. Do you do any of that kind of work? Yeah, I, I haven't yet. Like, this year, I mean, I want to do a lot of stuff, um, but, like, you know, everybody's going and doing these things. Like, I want to do them, but at the same time, like, I really kind of want to focus on Spartan this year because if I go and do all these other things, you know, it's going to kind of mess with my training and, you know, just staying healthy and injury-free and things like that. So I, eventually, yes, I want to do a lot of things. But I think this year I'm going to try and figure out this whole Spartan thing and then kind of go from there. So. Okay. Give me some stats. Uh, how tall are you, first off? I am about 5'7". Okay, and what's your range of weight in the season? Um, usually between like 130 to 135, somewhere okay. in there. All right. And um, do you feel like you're stronger going long, or do you kind of like that that uh, super distance? Um, I've kind of dabbled around with that a lot. Like at first, I thought it was the sprints because I was never a runner, and I was like, you know, those are up my alley because I'm just kind of quick and and um, you know I'm not used to running. But uh, ever since, kind of like around Breckenridge, I guess, um, I kind of just fell in love with running and realized that I really loved the beast and the long stuff. Um, and so, and I think those also play to like my strength too, with like being able to have that like strength endurance as well for like the obstacles and such. But as far as the running goes, um, I, I want to say it's the supers that are going to be my powerhouse, but um, I think these are my favorite for right now. But. I think that there's a really unique parallel between the way you train for a beast and for the super. I think it's a little different than trying to try to keep the sprint involved and then run supers. It's a little different. And, and I think that you can, you can just bump your volume up a bit from super to beast and be right where you need to be. Or you could back the yeah. volume down and pump up the intensity a little bit and then provide really well for the super. So not much difference between those two in respect to the way you approach them, I think. I, I, I agree, yeah. I feel like it's just it's kind of the same. It's just a little bit longer of an endurance almost. So, yeah, it's not. it seems like a huge jump, but, yeah, I think they're personal as well. I have a client in uh, Pennsylvania. Matter of fact, he just won the uh, New Jersey Ultra Beast today. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. pretty proud of him. Uh, yeah. he, he was one of those sleepers. Nobody was looking for him. And uh, I felt pretty confident that he had the ability to, to throw down pretty well there. And, and sure enough, he I think he surprised himself at how handily he was able to win that race. So he was one of those guys, too, that keeps asking me, 
which direction do you think I should lend myself? Do you think I should go for the real long stuff? Do you think I should go for the shorter stuff? And it's tough because he's quick and he's got good endurance. But because of his size and what have you, I, I think I like him better for the beast distance. And this mm-hmm. beast, I think it was just kind of, it was just perfect for him this time. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. So let's talk about Monterey. Did you do Monterey last year? I did, and that was, uh, you know, so last year, like I said, I, I had a, I took seventh in Montana, and then after that I was like, oh, man, I'm coming back from Monterey. Like, I just expected a lot better things out of myself. And I got to Monterey, and I just died again. And I took seventh in that one as well. And so, I mean, I'm looking to make another comeback for that race this year. I think it's a tough race. I think it's I think it's a tough course. I think it's surprisingly tougher than most people think. I think so too. I was thinking like, oh, okay, it's kind of similar to Seattle. Like, you know, it's not too hilly. And then, like, as I'm remembering it more, I'm like, that was actually like a really really tough course. Yeah, like like I remember the bucket carries and like there's just a bunch of like staggering steep hills um, that just kind of surprise you around every corner and things like that. Well, and what they do is they build the the steepest hills towards the end of the event. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Hunter and I sat down uh, last week and we were looking at the uh elevation for that course and trying to decide how we'd approach it and it occurred to me that you could you could be a little ahead of yourself early and suffer for it later. I don't know if that's what happened to you, but I I could see where it could really be a problem. And then plus then they they hit you with a lot of these uh these obstacles, technical obstacles at the end. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that definitely is what happened to me. I remember we went out super fast in the beginning of that race. And so, you know, I was trying to keep up with them and I just died once the hills. I was just like, I have absolutely nothing left. And then to finish the obstacles at the end, it was just, yeah, that was a brutal race. Who do you have? I mean, realize we're just talking here and, and we're all friends in the sport. I, I guess you like how I preface that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you have on your refrigerator? You, you know, people put a magnet with a picture on their refrigerator of somebody that they, they're gunning for. Who do you feel like you really need to focus on <laughs> and stay in front of or concern yourself with? You know, it's it's ever since last season, it's always been Faye. And uh, just because, I don't know, I just have always just been friends with her and, like, looked up to her as an athlete and just kind of always um, – you know, wanted to be on her level, I guess. And, and now after Seattle, like I didn't realize kind of where I was at necessarily. Like I didn't come out to, I didn't go in expecting to win it whatsoever. And so uh, now, I mean, I just want to take down Lindsay. Like that's all I want to do this season. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be Lindsay. I think everybody wants to take her down. For sure. For sure. But, and then, yeah, Nicole's really just, uh, they're all three of them are there for me right now. Well, it's a tight group. I was just looking at um, some stats a while ago, and at the end of the day, it looks like uh, it comes down to you. It comes down to Lindsay, Faye, Nicole, and, and Brea is, is definitely up there. Oh yeah, that's right. I left her out, and 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 I would be yeah. remiss if I didn't mention my own client, Laurel, who's done pretty well so far. I think. Yeah. Yeah, she always feels it. Yeah, she's cooking pretty well. I think she's uh, yeah. she's got a lot more coming, and uh, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty proud of the success she's had this season. Yeah, I agree. Especially since we got together and I helped her with the running a little bit. 
Yeah, it's 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 cool to see too. Like, I mean, again, after Seattle, like, just how stacked the women's field is this year. I feel like last year it was kind of like the Lindsay and Faye show, <clears throat> like all throughout the year, and now I feel like it's just anybody's anybody's race on any day, and it's just it's exciting to go and do for sure. It's opening up. Yeah, it's opening up. It really is, and and it seems to me like there's a there's a ledge where they're like like the five six girls that we just spoke of are on that ledge and then everybody else is kind of grasping to get a hold of it and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the men's field i thought it was kind of that way last year you know you got guys that are pretty much superstar status where then you got the rest of the field where these elites are they're just trying to figure it out and almost they're in Mm -hmm. awe of the competitors and to the point that it messes with their head. You know, mentally, they go into the races and they're already defeated. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing to watch. It's, it's a lot more fun for me. To me, it's like uh, I'm at the Kentucky Derby, you know, and I got a bunch of horses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it'll be an exciting year. It, it's going to be crazy. Uh, did you have some injuries? I mean, I think early on we we spoke, or at least I picked up that you had got hurt or you had a problem. Help me with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so after uh, it was the last, my very last race actually of the season Texas last year, and uh, I just got done with that race, and I was just like, it really hurts to lift my leg and walk on it and things, and um, ended up racing on it the next day anyways, and so I was like, oh, it's my last race, whatever, and then I took two weeks off. I was just like, okay, I'm just not like not gonna do anything for two weeks, you know, and both kind of heal itself because I'm not actually training or anything. And it still didn't get better. And I was like, all right, well, I should probably figure out what's going on. And it was just, it's been a, it's still ongoing. It really is. It's just kind of now um, dealing with it, I guess. But um, yeah, so it was just some sort of like a labral tear in my, in my hip joint. Okay. And uh, just like a hip impingement. And um, I had one kind of in my other hip before Palmerton last year, but this one was just like nagging and it's, it's still kind of nagging. So it's just kind of been able trying to work around it and, you know, do some things to fix it as well, but it's hard because like we're in the season now. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. So a lot of cross training this winter, a lot of cross training. And so like getting back into running, that's kind of why I reached out to you is because like I started running again and I was just like, this feels weird. Like it just feels off. I felt like I was compensating and like my, and also like I kind of wanted to almost like work from the ground up and just try to like figure out, you know, like new movement pattern and like new correct ways to run, I guess. So, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, but that was kind of the gist of my winter. Well, I got to tell you, it it is absolutely a running mechanic injury. Definitely. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you've been strong enough to get away with what you're doing and it's, it's been working, but you got to a point now where it's an issue. And incidentally, this is not, Uncommon. I told you I spoke to Nicole and did a show with her. It's not even posted yet, but she had a torn labrum herself. She was out for three years with these injuries. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Well, but the you you know, and then we were talking about it, and and I try to be careful with what I say because obviously enough, these are people that we're not buds. I'm just like this stranger that's starting to talk about who you are or who you're not. But it's what I do every day. I mean, I'm dealing with people that have been injured every day. And I've seen it once. I've seen it a million times. You start talking to me about issues in the hip socket, and that's an overstriding issue. You're just loading up that hip, and eventually it's just too much. 
And we started talking about whether she thought she was overriding, heel striking, or whatever. And she goes, no, I don't think I do, but if you videoed it, it might look like I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I'm thinking, okay, well, it sounds to me like you are, and unless you fix it, you're going to still be worrying about this hip. It's interesting. I had a girl, for the life of me, I can never pronounce her last name, but Zoe, or Zoe, Mm -hmm. she came to me after post-surgery, and she said she got released, her doctor released her to run again, and every time she attempted to run, she'd start having this nagging pain in her hip again. She literally was about to cancel the appointment with me because she was fearful that I would have her run and then it'd be a problem and it'd be a waste of money and all that. And I convinced her to come see me anyway. And I mean, literally, I have video I could show it to you. Literally had her running like a deer within a half an hour, pain-free. And she came, she contacted me the very next day. She goes, I was so prepared to have all this pain in my hip after the work we did and I have none. She goes, I'm so blown away by this. Now, whether or not she stuck to guns and and kept on it and did the things that we worked on have yet to be determined, but I know that I had her walking out of there happy and high as a kite because she was able to run without any pain and had had the confidence to go out and try to run again. So I guess what I'm telling you in the long and the short of it is, is that this is not something you want to, like, try to work around or try to strength train through. You can't win that fight. You just can't win that fight. If you don't get in there and make the adjustments to the way you're moving, you're going to be bouncing around with this problem for a long time to come. No, I, I need to hear those things for sure. Because it's just like you don't want to think that it is a running issue. You know, you, you just want to be like, no, like I'm fine. It's like I'm just going to keep running on it and just kind of work around it and stuff. And it's, you know, it's just like being stubborn about it because, you know, you think you're – some really great athlete and then you're like oh wait yo no like i need a reality check here and so yeah i i definitely agree with that for sure well, and i'm pretty critical i i have to tell you i've had well i told michael johnson who was the fastest runner in the world that he ran like crap right <laughs> and he goes well yeah. i haven't lost a race since i was six years old and i oh, said man. well yeah i said but would you teach somebody to run the way you run he said absolutely not at the end of the day, this guy's just got something genetically going on that has allowed him to produce speed despite the way he moves. And people just left well enough alone, and sure enough, I mean, he held, he's still holding world records, and he's been retired for 20 years. Yes. So you just never know. But um, I, I think that really at the end of the day it comes down to physics. It's the way you move, and if you do the wrong things too often, it becomes a problem. My goal with people when I work with them is to help them become impervious to injury. So no matter what you do, how much volume you take, how much intensity you put on, you're rarely at risk of injury. And that's what's going to win the day because if you're consistent, obviously enough, you can put in more work, more quality work, and that's what's going to create the performances. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I got you. But I think uh, I th- I think that... Um, they're going to have a hard time with you in Monterey, regardless, <laughs> hip or hip or not. Yeah. You're going to be a, going to be a problem. So. <laughs> I hope so. That's that's yeah, that's the plan for this year is to kind of, you know, show everyone I'm like here to stay and I'm for real. So yeah, well, I think they already know that. They're, well. just, they're just trying to figure out how to deal with it. 
Yeah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> I think Nicole's we'll game, I, I shouldn't probably tell you this because it's not fair, but I think Nicole's game is she's just going to try to outrun you. And she's going to hope yeah. like hell that, that the carries don't break her back. Right. She's not a strength athlete by any stretch. Right, and I think that's kind of what I have going for me is, like, the strengths and the obstacles and stuff. So it's just, like, it's like it's funny because, like, I'm trying to, like, yeah, keep up with them on the running and keep my strength. And, you know, it's like I, I kind of have, have to go into it almost and have a, a clean race. Because, um, like, with Lindsay, she filled a couple obstacles in Seattle and so did some other people, you know, and I, I had a burpee-free race. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm just going to have to keep working on my running and hope I can you know, keep those obstacles in check for sure. I know Faye, she came to see me a while back, and your name came up, and uh, she seemed to be pretty concerned about you. <laughs> I think Faye's strength, testimony from her, is that she's pretty strong with the bucket carries and most of the heavy carries. Right. She's pretty strong for her size. And she could throw down yeah. a pretty, pretty decent run as well. Oh, she can. Yeah, that's I know. Every time, well, she always tells me that in Temecula after I passed her on the bucket or something, she started working on it ever since then. And now she's just like a beast at them. Like you can't count her out of that anymore. So, yeah, she's 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 a package for sure. Yeah, the thing with her is she's just got to have a clean race as well. So yep. if you just put pressure on her, she makes a mistake, and there you go. Mhm. Yeah, exactly. And I think I don't know. That's just kind of I'm kind of like, like liking about this year too. Is just like, it's it's almost going to be like, like yeah. Like that's why I said it's anyone's races because like you know you can just fail an obstacle at any day. Like that could be the cost of a race almost because like we're all just kind of working our way up to all being on the same playing field as the running and the strength and things like that. And so, um, and almost just be like who can get to the obstacles the best at some point. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to I'm going to be just really, really curious to see how it all shakes out. I'm really hoping that Hunter shows himself at that race. It's his coming out party for the season, and <laughs> it's going to be the first time that he's got to face Ryan. And uh, you know, it's going to come to to definitely a foot race between those two, Killian probably, and uh, if Hobie Call shows up, I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, you know it's pretty funny, and I don't know if you listened to it, but uh, I did an interview with Hunter this week, and I heard it. <laughs> he called Hobie Call a, a, a chicken nugget with legs. Yep, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's like a little so bunny. See, yeah, I love like that smack mouth though. You know, you got to get that going on. You know, it just it just uh, get the fever pitch up, causes people to work harder. You know. That's so true, and I feel like, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of that. I like the wind field, I'm just, like, even if I'm still racing against me, I'm like, come on, you can do a good job, or something like that, you know, I don't know. I've just never been, like, such a trash talker, but, but I, yeah, it definitely gets the fire going, for sure, if other people are doing it. Well, it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing, right? I mean... No, not at all, no. no. It's just, it's yeah, it's playful banter, and just trying to, like, get each other riled up and ready to go, so, yeah. yeah. It's almost like, it's almost kind of, like they're doing you a favor, right? Right, and that's kind of like, that's kind of like I don't know if anyone like if you saw it, but I wore um, coming out to the race in Seattle. I wore a stop face shirt when I came over the wall. I did see that up to the start line. Yeah, so that it was kind of the same thing. Like I respect her as an athlete and things like that, but like I, I want to beat you, you know, and like that's you know she's like been unstoppable and things, and so yeah, it was just kind of 
kind of that sort of uh, mentality as well. I think it's amazing. Watch her show up with uh, a shirt that says, not this time, Alyssa, or something. Right. <laughs> just like every race is back and forth. <laughs> well, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, cool. I don't know. Well, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. And uh, who are, do you, are you, aside from the, the work you're doing with the pro team, do you have a coach? Mm-hmm. Do you have somebody that's, that's guiding you, or are you just on your own? I do not. I uh, had a coach that I worked with last year, and he was great. And, you know, I think he helped me a lot. And then going into this season, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I just had this gut feeling. And I was just like, I feel like I need to train myself and just do it all myself. And, you know, um, like I said, very appreciative of what, like, he's done and what I've I've learned, I guess. I've learned from him and a lot of people. Like, And I listen to a ton of podcasts. And, um, you know, I've just been trying to figure out what works for me. Um, and yeah, so I'm just kind of going into it all on my own this year. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. You got to be open to criticism. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. And I, and I appreciate it. And I, I, I want to hear from him. My dad's the best too, because he's just like, he kind of knows and can see when I'm like overtraining or like doing something he doesn't think, you know, like a good idea in my best interest, I should say. And so I'm always open to like anything that anybody has to say. And I'm always willing to learn because I don't have a out. And I know this year, like, I know it's going to be a learning process. Like I'm either going to fail and just be like, okay, I need a coach or I'm going to be like, all right, this is working and this is what I'm going to take away from it. Um, so yeah, I'm just rolling with it right now. Was dad an athlete? Um, he was, um, and he's just gotten back into it. We actually kind of like got back into it at the same time. We, or I'm sorry, Spartan. Um, we started getting to it at the same time. And so, you know, he runs and trains and, and like learning all himself. And so we'll kind of bounce back and forth ideas a lot, but yeah, he's, he's definitely an athlete and has that background, but, um, yeah, we're kind of learning this journey together, I guess. How old's your dad? Um, he is 50. Or something like that. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> and he always just says, "He's just like, oh, I'm just some old guy out here. Like, what do I know?" And every every race, he's like, "I'm gonna check you this race," because he goes in the competitive. So it's like after me, and he's like, "I'm gonna check you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably do a race if I was 54. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not anymore. I, you know, I just gave it up. I'm not like done. I mean, yeah. that's over for me. I'm just done with it. Yeah. You know. Enjoyed it while you could. You yeah, know, well, you get it. Yeah, you get to help yeah. all of us young clubs. Exactly. You know, I've I've got a I've got another role in the in the deal now. So, but I love what I do. I, I love what I do. I love the the work with the athletes, and I love the sport. I a lot of people are not aware, but I I basically turned my back on all the other things I was doing, and have been solely focused on working with OCR athletes over the last two two and a half years or so. Yeah, I remember hearing that you were in like triathletes and or tri- like iron bands and all that kind of stuff and yeah, now, now here you yeah. are like <laughs> well i've worked with everything oh, world, wow. world champion boxers i've done it all i work with hockey players i've worked with a lot of different athletes but you know the staple for me has always been endurance sport and because i got involved in triathlon so early i, I put on the first pro triathlon for cbs sports in 1984 um, geez, yeah. so, so I've been around here. Geez, she says it's like like what fifty years before you were born. <laughs> oh, I had a great love of that sport, and I have a lot of respect for those athletes. And it's, it was good for me for a long time. But this is cool. This is fresh. 
I, I've made comments about it before. It's like a Rubik's Cube for me. It's so complex and difficult to try to figure out what the path is we need to take. And and I feel like kind of like I'm a bit of a, a pioneer in it. Yeah, I've had a chance to, to do diagnostics on more athletes in the sport than probably anybody in the world. And I, I think that in itself has given me quite an advantage in trying to figure all this out. So yeah, definitely. I'm so glad I got a chance to finally talk with you. Aside from this race, hopefully one day we'll get a chance to hook up and see if we can get a look at what you're doing and see if we can help you out a little bit. But I wish you the best in this upcoming race and the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to coming down there and and actually like meeting you this time and uh, hopefully getting to work with you too and just trying to figure out what's going on. So yeah, you're you gonna you try to me. you're gonna come try some of my pasta. Oh, I'm I'm planning on it. I'm planning. I got to talk to my mountain gypsy and see if we're, uh, what our plans are. But yeah, yeah. All right. Sure well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay off that hip, and uh, I'll see you in uh, Monterey. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network, drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.